0: This is Where the Wild Women Are, a podcast for women who want to connect with and unleash their inner wild woman. A wild woman knows her worth. She is unapologetic with strong boundaries. She's consciously present, authentic and radically committed to self-love. She is untangling all of the conditioning that society has wrapped around women and is exploring what it really is that lights her up. How she can live life on her own terms, in flow with her beautiful feminine energy. In this podcast, we delve into topics such as living with our cycles and the moon cycles, feminine embodiment, spiritual practices, sacred sexuality, the pressures and joys of motherhood, natural living, and the need for community. I'm so excited to share it with you. I'm your host, Lindsay Dalton. I'm a menstrual cycle and feminine embodiment coach. I'm a birth keeper and the founder of Where the Wild Women Are, a wellbeing community. I'm also a singer and song leader, and most importantly, a mother of three children. I think you'll love this podcast if, like me, you love to learn, and you're interested in living a life more connected to nature, to yourself, and to others. So without further ado, let's begin. Hello, Lindsay Dalton here. Uh, so it's a solo episode for me today, and it's been a while since I've done a solo episode. But I really wanted to talk a little bit about honouring the stage you're actually at. So honouring the stage of your cycle or the stage of your life that you're at versus what you think you should be doing. And I also wanted to talk about how we can um, switch our mindset to a more feminine approach to self-care, a more cyclical approach to self-care versus the linear masculine approach that we currently are taught taught about uh, and is mostly talked about so that's what we could be discussing today I hope you're well I hope wherever you are listening from you're having a good day so I am day five of my cycle I always like to share a little bit about where I am in my cycle more and more really uh, recently because I think it's really important to keep talking about it keep normalizing that we are cyclical beings and that whenever I'm speaking on the podcast um you're kind of getting a different version of me each time and and you yourself are giving a different version of yourself to, to others as you show up and to yourself. And I think that can be a quite scary idea for many people. Um, it can feel quite fickle or it can feel a bit um, maybe fake or Uh, not authentic to say that we're different versions of ourselves but but that's the truth you know we've got up to 480 hormonal variations um, if you're cycling and um, as in if you're having a menstrual cycle and of course how you were last week is not how you were this week and how you are today so Um, for me, I now find that really exciting and liberating. But I know that um, for many people, that's quite a scary thing, a quite out of control feeling. Um, So let that land in your body and see kind of how you respond to that. What I wanted to talk about was the fact that um, on day five of my cycle, I'm in what would be classed as inner spring. So I'll do a whole episode really delving into the inner seasons. But if you don't know about this inner season idea, um, I believe it came from the writers of um, Wild Power, uh, the book, which is a fantastic book. And it's really an idea that we can see our cycle mirrored as the seasons in, in nature, so spring, summer autumn winter and that we have these inner seasons throughout our own cycle so we think of the cycle split up into almost two phases you have the follicular phase which is pre-ovulation and then you have post-ovulation phase which is your luteal phase um, before you bleed and you can see these phases as kind of a uh, the first phase the follicular is a uh outwards phase and uh um a doing phase a more masculine phase it's a more it's a building creating phase right getting ready for ovulation and then post ovulation if you don't if you don't um get pregnant if you don't if this egg doesn't fertilize then it is a shedding it's a letting go it's a winding down energy it's um more being energy a more feminine energy so you can see these two energies I like to also talk about it as the first part of the cycle is the inhale so it's the again coming back to that doing it's expansive there's more energy and then the the luteal phase being an exhale and so not taking so much stimulus in I'm really trying to slow everything down again and that's a really nice way of, of seeing the, the cycle. But but then if you divide it into those four kind of parts, then you have um, the first two parts of our follicular, follicular phase, the inner spring and inner summer. Inner spring usually occurs after your bleed until... Um, you know, up until the inner summer, which, and the inner summer is your ovulational time. So there's not, I don't like to say day this to day that because for everybody it's very different. For me, inner spring is kind of day five, I'd say, day four, day five, um, until maybe day 11. And then day 11 um, to, or day 12 even. Today, eighteen would be my kind of inner summer, but there's but it changes each cycle, okay? And then we have inner a, inner a autumn and inner winter. And as I said, I'll go into the, all of those energies on another podcast. Um, if you're not familiar with it, um, I do talk about it quite a bit in my free Facebook group and on my Instagram as well. So do go check that out at Weather Wild Women are at dot community. Anyway, um, I am day five, and normally by now in my inner spring, I have quite a lot of energy returning. That's quite common for inner spring. I have lots of ideas bubbling, and almost I have to rein myself in. Almost I have to sort of say to myself, "Right, okay, slow down," because you don't want to burn out um, when it comes to ovulation, which is the time where we can really um, put all those ideas and things into fruition and, and really kind of create. Um, my creativity is usually quite high at this point, and yeah, I am usually just like that idea of like a spring in your step. Um, that's kind of how I am usually at this point in my cycle, and I am really not. I am really feeling slow today, and I am really feeling um wintry and um quite tired. And it's not because I haven't slept. It's just a, a feeling of the, the energy, you know. Some of those days where you just don't feel motivated to do anything. You just want to just be and sit and read. And, and I think, obviously, the, the the season that we're actually in, the Earth season, being it being colder now, it's end of November, Um, I think that plays into it a lot, actually. But I've had this before. And one of the reasons I kind of think that this might be is because in my actual inner winter, so during my bleed, I wasn't able to give myself the things that I needed, the things that I normally do at that time to nurture and nourish myself. Um, it was quite an emotional time, there was a lot going on in our family, and it. I wasn't in the right place to dig into my reserves that I would normally do. That time for me is usually very sacred and it's usually very honoured, and I really take my space to to give myself that support and have that support set up. And I didn't, I was working quite a lot, um, which was a, a work that couldn't be moved. And yeah, as I said, there was a lot going on in, in our family, which I'm not going to go into, but there was a lot going on. It was an emotional time. and I re- really didn't um, have the... Uh, the bandwidth, I guess, to be able to to honour that time, which is very unusual for me. And so it's not a surprise to me that coming into my inner spring, I don't feel how I normally feel. Because this happens quite a lot. Um, I hear from women who say, Do you know, I don't feel, um, you know, in this part of my cycle, I don't feel how I how I normally would or... And, and I always will ask them, OK, well, what happened earlier in the cycle or what happened last month? Because we have to see the cycle as a whole. And we also have to see and understand that it's not just this month, but last month or the month before that can make a difference. If we are depleted in one area of our cycle in one um, area of nourishment or self-care or nurturing, then that will have a knock-on effect to other parts of the cycle. This is why it's so important that if you are having symptoms in your cycle, you don't just focus on that time. So for example, the most common time to have symptoms is either premenstrually or when you're actually bleeding. So things like PMS, bloating, headaches, all those things premenstrually or actually during your bleed, you know, the cramps and and um, low energy, nausea, whatever it might be. Um, so yes, we're going to look at that time, because obviously that time needs your attention. But we're also going to look at what happens uh, much earlier in the cycle and, and how your stress levels, for example, impact your cycle, how your sleep impacts your cycle, how your eating impacts your all those things that impact your cycle. We're going to look at that on a holistic level we're going to look at it for the whole month then we're also going to go back and look you know what were a couple of months like and this is why when anyone works with me you know it's a six-month program because it takes those that time to really first understand your cycle but really build up those those patterns and and be able to make those changes over time um it's not a quick um Overnight fix, you know. So I'm really looking at the cycle as a whole, and what that means is every single day tuning into the cycle, every single day, or as many days as you can, um, honouring what your needs are. Now we've got this idea with self care that there's a certain a certain amount of things or type of things that equate to self care, and that if we do those, um, I'm I'm quoting now. You can't see me, but I'm using my fingers to quote consistently. And I'll come back to that in a second. If we do those consistently, then we're going to feel great. And, you know, we're, we're doing adequate self-care and all these things. And the problem is we've kind of got this masculine lens on self-care as something to do. And for many of us, many women, it has become another to-do. It has become another thing on the to-do list that we guilt ourselves over, that we shame ourselves over, that we say, oh, I know I'm not very good at self-care. And once in a while, maybe we have a bubble bath or light some candles and we say that that's giving ourselves self-care. And it's not because self-care isn't just those lovely things that we um, can do for ourselves, which I I fully love and, and um, encourage. It's not about that though. It's about so much more than that. It's really about asking yourself the question. It's not really about so much about the doing it's a way of being so what i mean is when you are the person that takes radical responsibility of your self care when you are the person that wakes up every single day and asks yourself how am i doing today how am i feeling today what do i need today what's going on what's underneath the surface of of how i'm feeling where are those sensations And then when we find what we need, you ask yourself, how can I honour this today? How can I commit to honouring this in just some, even some small way? And then you do those things, even if they don't look like self-care looks, even if it means you cancel plans, even if it means you need a slower day, if it means that you need to go for a walk, whatever it means for you in that moment is the right thing. And it doesn't always look glamorous and it doesn't always look like what you think will be the self-care of the day. Um, sometimes it looks like putting in some boundaries. Sometimes it looks like having a difficult conversation and that is self-care. And I think we have this idea that um, consistency is the main thing where, you know, that's a very masculine, linear way of thinking. And you are not masculine linear um, in design, you know, you're a cyclical feminine being. And although we are both comprised of this masculine and feminine energy, masculine is around the doing. And you have parts of your cycle that are around doing, for sure. And you'll find that you are doing, you know, in that creating doing mode. And then you have other parts of the cycle that are more about your being. But the way we approach self-care is very much a way of every day understanding it's going to be something different. You're not going to have the same um, needs every single day or week on week or month on month. And so saying, okay, well, I'm going to go to the gym every day and I'm going to do eat this type of food and I'm going to do a bath or whatever it is that you equate to self-care, um, trying to do the same things all the time it's not going to work. It's not going to really be as fulfilling as you want it to be. But if the only consistency you have is asking yourself that, those questions and then understanding that every single day you're going to get something different, that is the feminine approach because we understand that with the feminine, she is interchangeable, variable, um, you know, there's not this set plan, there's not this set same thing every single day. And for many women, that can be hard, you know, um, you've heard of like type A personality or whatever, you know, people that like to plan people that like to know how it's going to be every single day, and they, they like the routine. And for, for those of you who, who resonate with that, that's okay. But you may find that your connection with the feminine is, is challenging, because the feminine doesn't align to that. She is interchangeable, she changes her mind, she wants different things. Um, And that can feel messy and it can feel chaotic. So this is why I love mindful menstruation because it allows the feminine to be in this flow and it allows this feeling of um, resilience because you're so adaptable and able to change things. Um, And that is beautiful, it's so flexible. But it also gives this lovely masculine container for, for example, journaling or just sitting with yourself and asking yourself this question. You'll be in the holding place and the holding the holder of space for your feminine to come through and to communicate with you, for your body to communicate what it is that you need every single day. And I think one of the hardest things about asking yourself that question, why a lot of people struggle with that, is because they haven't always trusted others to to meet those needs. And therefore, from that, have stopped trusting and listening to themselves. And that's a really awful shame. Um, and And a hard thing to hear, actually, for many people, that, you know, because others have let you down, you've stopped listening to yourself. Or perhaps you have work to do with yourself on trusting yourself and forgiving yourself for the times that you haven't listened or for the times you haven't been able to listen and so just maybe sit with that for a few moments and feel into if that's what's going on for you if you have a resistance to um, doing this work and and tuning with your cycle and being in connection with your feminine often that's what's going on and that's why you don't want to go there. So just really tune into that a little bit as well. So yeah, today on this day five, feeling um, feeling how I am, feeling that slow energy coming in, you know, I have been able to, you know, I'm very lucky in that I work for myself. I mostly can switch my diary around if needed. And because I talk about this often, it's not unusual for me to tell somebody you know oh actually I'm on my period today can we can we look and do it this another day or um can we can we shift this to a day in the middle of my cycle for example when I'm going to feel more energy um, that's not unusual for me to say that or for people to hear that from me um, but I know that if this is completely new to you that might feel alien start by just talking to your friends start by talking to your family your spouse whoever you're with um, just about where you are in your cycle, just start to own it and claim it and start to say, Hey, um, yeah, I'm day eight today, so I'm feeling a bit this, or I'm day twenty today, and I'm feeling a bit like this, or I need this. And you'll start to notice a pattern emerging of what you need in different parts of your cycle. And just because that pattern emerges, try not to get into the trap of thinking well, but I usually need this. Don't start shitting on yourself with your own cycle because remember that your cycle does change every month too. And yes, although you'll have some lovely idea of pattern, which is fantastic and it's great to know what you need and what you're normally like, Um, once you start getting into that prescriptive um way of thinking, you're moving back into that masculine way of measuring your cycle. And we don't and putting expectations on your cycle, which is not a great place to be in. So really just um, noticing and, and and coming at it with curiosity like I have this morning going, huh, that's interesting. I normally feel like this at this point in my cycle, but today I feel this way instead. And so what is it if I throw out the ideas of what I think I need? What do I actually need? How could I actually tune into those things? And how can I honour those? So there's kind of those four steps. There's the awareness piece of um, listening to the body and tuning into the cycle and knowing the cycle enough to do that. And then there's the the piece of communicating um, with myself and with others because sometimes it's I need to tell my family, you know, this is what I need or I need to tell a friend this is, this is what I'm doing. So sometimes that communication piece or even just journaling around that it's really useful. And then there's also the, um, you know, the figuring out of the of the needs and um, actually, how can I honour that working out? How can I honour that? And then a commitment to honouring that. And the commitment can be in the smallest way that you can, you know, we don't have to be all or nothing. We don't have to say, okay, because I'm feeling low energy or cramps or whatever, I need to take the whole day off. If we can't do that, we can we can first acknowledge and validate that for ourselves that actually what I really want to do is get in my bed and sleep for two weeks. You know we can say that to ourselves. We can validate that. We can make that okay, and then we can be realistic and look at our life and go, okay, what can I do realistically, and let go of any kind of guilt around it. Um, but just look at realistically what can I do? How can I honor that need? in the smallest way and then build up to it you know if I can't go the whole um the whole way you don't need to just think oh I can't do any of it at all so I'm not going to bother it's going to push on so I hope that's been helpful as a way of framing self-care and honoring your cycle and yeah remembering that it's not prescription so try not to get into that um shoulding yourself and making it another thing that you feel guilty about. Just really tune in with what do you actually need today, not with what you think you might need. I hope that you have a lovely rest of the week or weekend, whatever you're listening. And I really look forward to hearing your comments on this. And if you'd like any help tracking your cycle, if you're listening to this and you don't really pay attention to your cycle, or this is brand new um, come and connect with me because I have lots of, of free resources on this um, trackers and an audio guide of how I personally use mindful menstruation which is the method that I share in my group program but I have loads of free resources to help you so just pop me a message over on Instagram so at where the wild women are dot community uh, that's where you'll find me um, I would love to hear from you and if you can give us a review I would love it. It really helps other people to find the podcast and help it to grow. Anyway, hope you have a great day. Take care. Bye bye.